Welcome to the Linked Up Church Podcast. We are passionate about connecting people to God, family, purpose, and community. Today, Minister Kimberly Savage comes with a powerful message entitled, Ask Him in Faith. Get your pen and your pad ready, and let's go into the worship center and hear what God has for us today. And today, I just want to take a little bit of time to talk about asking him in faith. Ask him in faith. This popular passage of scripture from our foundational scripture, everybody's heard it before. And it encourages us to pray. But prayer is just simply communicating or talking to God, but it also involves listening. The word reminds us in our foundational scripture that we must be persistent in prayer. We must be persistent. But before I share the foundational scripture, I want to read it from Luke chapter 11, verses 9 through 10 in the New Living Translation. And it says, and so I tell you, keep on asking and you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives and everyone who seeks finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be open. Ask and keep on asking. Seek and keep on seeking. Knock and keep on knocking. Too often we ask God for the blessings. God, give me this, give me that, give me this, give me that. But we may have restricted God so much so, get in this box, God, give me the answer like this, that we miss the answers when he sends them. We may have built a masterpiece in our minds about the good things we need and we ignore the better things that God has. And for some of us, we may have been beaten down so much in life, gone through a lot of trials, tribulations, and all of that, that we we stop expecting good things in life. But here's a newsflash. The blessing is not the stuff. The blessing is the empowerment to prosper by the divine favor of God on your life. That's what the blessing is. Because if you keep getting the stuff, the stuff, the stuff you cannot take with you, the stuff cannot heal you, the stuff, it will get old. You will get tired. How many parents and grandparents do we have in the building? You buy all these expensive toys. How many of you have done that? Ten minutes later, you look around, the child is more fascinated with the box. The box. The blessing is not the stuff. Too often, we ask the wrong person, we seek the wrong thing, and we knock on the wrong door. And today, I want to remind you to ask him in faith. Ask him in faith. Our foundational scripture says, 
So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find and knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds and to him who knocks it will be opened. Now Jesus in chapter 11 of Luke the disciples had just asked him, teach us how to pray. And we know our Father which art in heaven, and many have framed that as the Lord's Prayer. That is the disciples' prayer because Jesus was teaching the disciples to pray. If you want to know what Jesus prayed, you know, run on over to John chapter 17 and start looking in verses 21 through 24. He said, Father, I pray that they may be one as you and I are one. But if we're always seeking the stuff from God, then how do we get the oneness with God? How do we get that? And also in this chapter, Jesus gives them a parable. How many of you have ever had folks come to your house? You knew they were coming and you started cleaning up extra special. I mean, you go in real deep. But what happens when they pop up? and you're unprepared. You may not have everything necessary. And this is a parable in this chapter. A neighbor had out-of-town guests, and he wasn't prepared. He runs to his neighbors, they are friends, and he's like, give me some bread. He's knocking on the door, give me some bread. Neighbor wakes up and says, stop disturbing my sleep and my children. We're all asleep. Go home. Leave me alone. He keeps knocking on the door. Listen, because he's trying to get Prepare, but if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. Okay? So, Jesus tells them that his friend didn't give him what he wanted because they were friends. He got tired of this. Give me some bread. Listen, I just need a little bread just because of his persistence. But God expects us to be persistent in prayer. He doesn't want us to run in and run out. I'll talk to you today and you may not see me again until the next need comes or the next crisis comes. He wants us to be persistent in asking him in faith. And I know a lot of times we are persistent in asking him for things. And I just want us to look at that a little bit differently because God is not a genie in the, a bottle. And I'm reminded of some of the charismatic teachings in the church from many years ago. I'm not saying this church, but it was almost like name it and claim it. Yeah. Name it and claim it. Name it and claim it. You got it. Just name it and claim it. I mean, it practically had people, even unbelievers, thinking they could ask for God for anything. You don't have to be holy. Your life can be jacked up. You don't have to live right, but you just name it and claim it, and you're going to get it. And nothing could be further than the truth. If you pay your tithes, God's going to bless you. If you don't pay your tithes, God is going to curse you. And many people wrote faith checks that their bank accounts could not cash. I wrote it in faith. The money is not there, and magically it's going to 
appear. But God knows you haven't been a great steward. So even though in the moment you're working out of emotionalism and you're going to write that $1,000 check, knowing you ain't got but $10 in the bank and you want him to overflow it so you can not only pay the $10,000 but also have some extra left. But he knows the last time you came, you took the money and you bought a new dress. You took the money and you went balling with it. And now you want him to give you something else in your disobedience because you naming it and claiming it. If I ask, I receive. If I seek, I will find. If I knock, it will be open. That's not correct. And I'm sorry that some raggedy preacher has caused many people in the body of believers to hold on to this philosophy while they themselves were pretending to operate in faith, but they were living in the excess of what was coming in. And I've heard it said that some of the people in Africa have some of the strongest faith. Why? You know why? Because of what they have access to. If I don't have access to a lot of stuff, I have to depend on God for my source. I have to say, God, if you don't come through, it's not going to happen. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with us seeking things, but why can we not seek him first? Build that relationship with him so we know how he operates. John chapter 16, verse 24 says, Until now you have asked nothing in my name, asking you will receive that your joy may be full. It's a duty of us to pray, to communicate with God. But more than a duty, it is a privilege that we get to talk to the one who created us, who loved us so much so that he gave his only begotten son that no matter how jacked up we are or was, that his shed blood will cover every sin, past, present, and future. That's how much he loves us. But we don't want to talk to him about him. We want to talk to him about stuff. But it says, until now, you listen, you've asked nothing in my name. But if we really reverence the name of Jesus, would our prayer request change? If we reverenced Jesus, the anointed one, and his anointing, would it change how you approach God, how you prayed, how you worked on Building that relationship with him. Matthew 21 and 22 says, and whatever you ask, whatever things you ask in prayer, you will receive them. So not only is Jesus reminding us again to be persistent in prayer, he says that we need to have faith or believe that we will receive. But again, this isn't saying God is a genie in a bottle and he's going to give you everything. We can't ask God for somebody else's spouse. And we can easily say, oh yeah, that's totally wrong. We can't ask God for a million dollars knowing that we're just gonna spend it on ourselves. But we do need to ask him in faith. Ask him. I'm not talking about nobody else, but ask him. Right here vertically. 
So when we think about asking, ask him, let's ask, but also let's agree. Agree. This is an acronym. So not only do we want to ask, but we want to agree. But the more we get into the word of God, we can get in agreement with his word and we can ask for things that agree or align with his will. Proverbs 4.20, the Amplified says, my son, attend to my words, consent and submit to my sayings. Give attention to my word, consent or agree with it, yield or go along with what I say. So when I say that I'm submitting to God, I'm paying attention to his word, I'm going to stay right there for clarity and revelation, and then I'm going to do what it says. That's what it means to agree with the word of God. God says, pay more attention to my word than your mama, your daddy, your husband, your wife, TikTok, Snapchat, Facebook, X, social media, and everything else. Just because it worked out that way in somebody else's life does not mean that that's the way God's going to work it out in your life. If he wanted to do the same thing, then look in this room. Then we will all have the same body shape, same hair, this, that, and the other. We will all look the same, but just like the trees, the flowers, and the bees, God has an infinite number of ways to work things out in your life according to the relationship that you have with him. Ask him in faith. And the one thing about God that is so beautiful, your level of intimacy with him and knowing him is not based on your age, but it's based on, Lord, I love you. Teach me your way. Show me your face, oh God. That's how you grow in your intimacy with him. You can have somebody who has just come to Christ two weeks ago, and things start manifesting because they're always in the face of God. God, I need you. I can't breathe without you. And then somebody who says, I've been coming to this church 20 years. I've seen them come and I see them go. And who are you? And you're still waiting for manifestations. But why? Is it because the the past ain't teaching nothing? The ministerial staff, they ain't teaching them. They ain't teaching no words, so I can't get it. Listen, if we are not, but we have an awesome ministerial staff, but if we're not teaching the word that you need, you got a Bible. You can pick it up for yourself. Because I had a teacher, her name was Miss Green, bless her heart, and I remember saying, something to her about what another teacher didn't teach me in fifth grade, and I was in sixth grade. And she said, Miss Savage, do you know how to read? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, do you have access to a library? I said, yes, ma'am. Then she, this is what she said. Then I don't ever want to hear you say, well, somebody didn't teach you. People will never teach you everything that you need to know. But as long as God gave you a mind and you have the ability to read, you can search it out and teach yourself. <clears throat> now, that's what she said. But guess what? This is still relevant. You know what's going on. The Holy Spirit in you know what's going on in your life so you can get with him. And he can give you what you need. He can point you to the word that you need for whatever situation you have going on in your life. 1 John 3.22 says, and we receive from him whatever we ask because we owe. We what? And do what? 
and we do the things that please him. So if you're not getting anything, are you disobedient? Are you living contrary to what the Lord said? Because, see, we got to get out of God. It's a genie in a bottle. Give me this. Give me that. He says we receive what we ask when we obey and we do what pleases him. Work on the vertical. Psalm 145, 18 through 19 says, The Lord is close to all those who call him. Yes, all who call on him in truth. We must come to God in sincerity and truth. And God know when you just praying, God, if you get me out of this, I'm never going to do it again. You just don't want to deal with the consequences of that bad decision that you made. And every intention you have is to go back and do it again when you're, when you're all better. I don't know if you've ever been there. I have. I like God, if you get me out of this, I promise. And when the opportune situation came up, I was right back in the same mess again. But it's time for us to grow up. See, our faith has to grow from, God, I believe that you can, but I'm not sure that you will. Why don't you know? You don't have enough word in you. You haven't built up your faith. It says it just takes some mustard seed. So we have to go from, I believe that you can, to I know that you can. And I know that you will. Because even when we think or feel like he is not listening, he is. And the scripture says, if we call on him, he will answer. But he said, you come close to me, I'll come close to you. So if you feel that he's distant, where are you? Because God is in the same place that he's always been. And his word says, I change not. I'm the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. We're the ones who's wishy-washy. We need to get an agreement with God in faith. Ask him in faith. Agree with him in faith. We should seek God and not things. Jeremiah 29 and 13, this is a beautiful passage of Scripture. It says, and you will seek me when you search for me with some of your heart, with all kind of distractions. Says with all your heart. Now, this is a promise to the people of Israel, but it still applies. But this is what happened. They were going to be in Babylonian captivity for 70 years. So they were going to go through some stuff. So all of us who think God has moved from us because we're going through some stuff, that is not true. But God didn't say that you wouldn't go through anything. Because if that were the truth, then Jesus would have never got on the cross and never went through anything. He went through the worst of things so that we could have everything that God desires for us to have. But his promise was, even through this... I'm going to be with you. And if you seek me with all your heart, not your murmuring and complaining, but you seek me, you're going to find me. And he says, I love those who love me and those who seek me early and diligently, they shall find me. This is about the wisdom of God. The wisdom. Seek it early. Early. Mm. But how many of us go seek people? We go seek the advice that's on the internet. 
and we start looking up and researching all this stuff before we check into God. And just like a dry erase board, <clears throat> if you're writing and you make a mistake, you have to go back and erase it. So we filled up our heart with all this stuff that doesn't even agree with the word because we didn't seek him first. Then we have to get and we start praying and we're wondering why it hasn't happened because our heart is filled with all of the stuff that doesn't agree with God. So we have to get in the word and stay in there long enough so it can start digging up all of the stuff that we need to purge, the things that don't agree with God. Oh, I know somebody who went through that. That and this is how it happened. Does that agree with the word of God? No. Oh, I saw this on uh, Instagram, and this is what this person, but does it agree with the word of God? Then you're saying, God, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Because you didn't seek me first. Come to me first. Before anybody else, come to me. <clears throat> you want to be blessed? You want to be happy? You want to be fortunate? Well, Psalm 119, verse 2 says, Blessed, happy, fortunate to be envied are they that keep his testimonies, who seek and inquire of him and crave him with the whole heart. Crave means that you have a strong desire for something, and nothing else will satiate that. Have you ever had a desire for, I don't know, maybe some fried fish or something? Sorry for the people who don't eat fried food. And you just like, I want that. Now, you can go to the refrigerator and eat yesterday's leftovers, which was lasagna. You can eat a piece of chocolate cake and all this other stuff. But you've taken in, but you're like, mm, I still want that fried fish. So no matter what I decided to eat, nothing satisfied that desire until I got the fried fish. How long are we going to neglect God and not go hard after him? Because there's a hole in our heart that only he can fill. So when will we say, God, I'm coming hard after you? You're going to be first and there's nothing that can satiate or satisfy the inside of what I'm dealing with except hearing from you. You got to seek him with your whole heart. The young lions, Psalm 34 and 10, the young lions lack and suffer hunger, but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Uh, Usher, would you bring out that chair for me, please? Thank you. Are you lacking something? Because sometimes we allow the stuff that we want to overshadow who we need. But it says, those who seek the Lord shall not lack anything. Young lions, they're strong, but they can also grow hungry. But you, if you seek the Lord, you're not going to lack anything. Even when it seems like you are in lack. What is the lesson that you are learning? Does it draw you closer to God? So you say, God, instead of saying, get me out, get me out, God, what is the lesson you're trying to teach me? How are you trying to teach me to make you number one? It's not that God brings the bad things, but he says through this, are you going to keep your eyes on the situation? Or are you going to focus on me? Come close, come close, come here. Come here, come close. Because if you come close to me, I will be close to you. 
and my answer, it won't be in the thunder, the lightning, the noise. It will be in the still, small voice. It will be in the still, small voice. If you are close enough to me, come close. Come close. Let's keep the main thing the main thing. Let's keep the main thing the main thing. Minister Johnny, come on up here, please. Minister Johnny is going to help me out in my demonstration. He is God today. He's God. He's a taking God. He's a taking God. Bless the Lord. But Hebrews 11:6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. He who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek stuff. The house, the car, the spouse, the job. Seek him. Seek him. God rewards those who say, God, I want you. Not what you can give me, but I want you. And this passage was written to us, believers, not unbelievers. It was written to believers that we must trust God in order to please him. When we live by faith, we please him. We have to believe that God is who he said he is and he can do what he said he can do. But how can we trust somebody we don't know? If you don't feel like you're being rewarded, are you seeking his hand or his? Because it says, seek me, acknowledge me in all your ways, and I will direct your path. We can walk on water when we keep our eyes on him. But when we start looking at the waves and the circumstances, we will start to sink or falter because we change our focus. But even through the storm, if our focus is on him and not the storm, we will have peace in the midst of it. If Jesus is on the boat with you, what makes you think you're going to perish? If he's on the boat, he's on the boat with you. But you have taken in so much stuff, seeking answers from everything except making a God of everything except the one who is God. And when you need to hear from him, you don't know what his voice sounds like. Because you don't know him. That's just like walking up to a stranger on the street. Uh, can you help me? Can I have $5? Can you feed me? Can you clothe me? And you're wondering, did they, did they, I think maybe they will. Uh, he seems like a stranger. You're not in faith because you don't know him. And because you don't know him, you don't know what his voice sounds like. Because you don't know what him, you don't know what his character is. So you're always wondering, a hoping and a fretting. Did he hear me? Is he going to answer? When is he going to answer? But when you know him, you know his character. And you know that God makes all things beautiful in his time. Not yours, but in his. In his time. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 6, verse 31 through 33 says, and we've all, we've all read it, familiar passage of scripture. It says, therefore, do not worry, saying, 
What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need these things. He knows what you need. So why do you keep asking him for the things that he has already provided? Pay my light bill. Help me with my rent. Give me some transportation. Give me some food to eat. The word said he knows what you need. But if you seek first the kingdom of God and his way of doing and being right, what things will he add? All things. So if you need clothes, he's got them. You need money, he's got it. You need a house, he's got it. If you need joy, he's got it. You need cars, he's got it. You need revelation, he's got it. You need a spouse, he's got it. If you need restoration, he's got it. If you need children, he's got it. You need healing, he's got it. You need deliverance, he's got it. You need a business, he's got it. You need wisdom, he's got it. You want to be debt free, he's got it. You need comfort, he's got it. He's got your needs. You need food, he's got it. You need peace, he's got it. You need a job, he's got it. What does he have? Everything you need. Everything you need. Everything you need. Everything. Everything you need. He's got it. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way to the Father. I am the truth about his love for you, and I am an example of the life he wants you to have. But too many of us come to God asking, what do you have instead of who are you? We want the blessing, but not the blesser. But if I seek the blesser, all these things, all these things will be added. All the things, all the things. But when God gives us the blessing, we forget about him. We get the job, now we ain't got time to pray. We get the house, we got to work extra. We ain't got time to seek him. But we can go to work for eight hours a day, but we can't find 10 minutes a day to say, God, let me check in with you. So when we ask, we ask and agree. And we got to seek and surrender to God. Get in agreement with his word. You know, the scripture says, resist, resist the devil and he will flee from you. But he can't flee from you if you're not submitted to God. See, you got to obey God. And I'm going to move on to knocking. Knocking. Revelation chapter 3 verse 20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and, and if anyone hears and listens to and heeds my voice and open the door, I will come in 
to him and will eat with him and he will eat with me. This book isn't written to unbelievers. It's written to us. And God is knocking on the door of our heart. Now we're justified when we accept Jesus. We will be glorified when we go to heaven. But the in-between, how will we be sanctified? That's the in-between. If we don't get in his word, we got to get in his word. And I know that, listen, sin is sin is sin is sin. Dirt is dirt is dirt is dirt. And let me tell you something. I'm not coming against anybody or anything. And I know that there are some sins that we can see more visibly than others. But can we try to, can we stop saying this is a little sin and this is a big sin? Because at the end of the day, what about complaining? What about lying? What about backbiting? What about stealing? What about lust? What about pride? What about stinky stank attitude? What about being harsh and judgmental? Are those things not sins before God? So before we look outward, this is the mirror of the word. God, you check me first. Check me first. Me first. As a teacher, Oftentimes, I would model things for my students, and then they would get in the habit of copying because we would have explanation, then we would have modeling, then we would have independent practice. And they would often say, Dr. Savage, you first. So before we start stepping to other people, let's get in the Word and say, you first. You first. You look like God. You exhibit His character. You walk in love. You have a healthy prayer life. So you can show me what it looks like. We should know God and His character above all things. All things. Psalm 9 and 10 says, those who know your name will put their trust in you. But no. See, we have gnosis, which is a head knowledge. I'm educated. I know God exists. I heard that he created the world and all that. Then we have epinosis, which says that I have a heart knowledge of God. I have experienced some things with God. I know who he is, and I know his character. God wants us to have the heart knowledge through experience, the ups and the downs, the good and the bad. Know him through all of those things. He wants us to know him. He wants us to know him. Minister Diane, come up here for a moment. See, we know too much about other stuff and everything else we've made a God out of except for the one who created us. You know, James chapter 2, verse 19, it's not in your notes, but you may want to write it down. Because he says, you believe that there is one God, you do well, but even the demons believe and tremble. But do you want to know heart knowledge? Oh, foolish man, that faith without works is dead. See, but listen, so if you have a heart knowledge of God, I know that he exists. He's, you know what? Even the devils know that. So how good is your faith if it's not activated by what you are working? Because good doesn't come out of our faith unless we work. It doesn't come through talk. The demons can say, I believe God, I trust God. But your actions will show from the heart, your lifestyle, it shows that you know God. 
So when you believe, you get off the sidelines and you say, what can I do in the body of Christ to help? Is it a dream team? Is it a connect group? Can I pray for somebody? Can I meet the need of somebody? See, demons ain't going to try to do nothing good for people. They're just going to talk about what the church ain't doing because they believe in God. But those who know him will allow themselves to be used as his hands and feet. I need the world to know God. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter three and seven says, likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them, your wives, according to knowledge. Knowledge. Now, Minister Diane, how long have you and Minister Johnny been married? 39 years. And I can guarantee you that they know each other intimately. See, Minister Johnny doesn't need knowledge about another man's wife. He only needs knowledge about his wife. See, we got knowledge about all these other things that we made God's, but we only need knowledge about our God. And it says, if you seek me first, I will give you everything that you need. Minister Diane, do you have to ask Minister Johnny to feed you? Do you have to ask him to clothe you? Do you have to ask him to protect you, to provide for you? You ain't got to ask him. You mean he just does it? He gives you what you need? Are you serious? He gives you what you need. Wow. So he knows what you need. What about what you want, the desires of your heart? He knows what you desire. He knows what you want. Wow. 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 You see that? Thank you. Both a hand. Thank you, Minister Diane and Minister Johnny. But this is the thing. You saw how she said thank you. How many times God gives us what we desire and we don't even stop to say thank you? I don't know how you feel about folks being ungrateful, but that just kind of makes me pull away a little bit. It's like, oh, you couldn't even, the least you couldn't fix your lips to say thank you or nothing, show no kind of appreciation. As a human being, I may pull back, but God, he will still keep waking you up the next morning. He will still keep you in your right mind. But what if we only got today what we decided to thank him for yesterday? How many of us would be sitting here saying, seek me first? God wants intimacy with us. He knows the number of hairs on our head. That's a deep knowledge of us. We got to ask him in faith. Agree with him in faith. Seek him in faith. Surrender to him in faith. Knock on the door in faith, but know him in faith. Stop allowing the things that you're going through change your opinion about who he is. See, what you are going through does not change who God is. What you have been through does not change who God is. 
He is the same God. And we let our emotions get in the way. I prayed and I didn't get goosebumps. He must not have been there. Were you in his presence seeking his face? Or were you in there just for a little quickie seeing what you could get? Don't let the trials of life steal the heart knowledge of who God is. Because listen, when the answer is yes, he is still God. When the answer is no, he is still God. When the answer is maybe, he's still God. When the answer is later, he is still God. When he exceeds your expectation, he is still God. When you feel like you've been disappointed, he is still God. He said, I am the Lord, your God, your God, your God, your God. Do you know your God? He says, I change not, but you got to stop seeking the stuff and seek my faith so you can have a revelation in the good times and the bad times of who I am. Stop saying, God, give me this. God, give me that. God, show me who you are. Teach me how to love you so that when I'm out, people see, not me, but they see the God in me. They see the God in me. They see the God in me. And this dark world that we are living in, listen, God knows what we need. He knows the desires of our heart, and he will grant them. But we got to ask him in faith. Keep your vertical, your vertical, your vertical, and the horizontal will line up. Don't let every conversation or prayer you have be with God about stuff, stuff, stuff. Want him. Want him more than anything. But in the demonstration, you saw, listen, if you get him, you're in right relationship with him, you already got everything. You got everything you need. But maybe you're not in the position to receive. And God will show you how to get there. See, that's the thing. You think you're ready, and God said, mm, no, you need some more development right there. No, you're not ready for a spouse. You're too mean-spirited, and you're selfish. You got to grow up in that. No, you don't need a business right now because you haven't been a good steward over your household finances. Listen, but God can grow you up in those things. So when he says no or not yet, or if it's delayed, listen, that's you growing up. So that you can receive, because he has all of the stuff. But let's get to a place where we're asking him in faith because we want him. The stuff will come, but we want him, 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 him. We want him. And as I close, let's look at this last scripture. Jeremiah Chapter 9, verses 23 through 24. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Let not the mighty man glory in his might. Nor let the rich man glory in his riches. 
But let him who glories, glory in this, that he understands and knows me. That he understands and knows me. That I am the Lord exercising loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth. For in these I delight. Let us glory in that we understand and know God when we prioritize the presence of God over our desires for the presence, the stuff from God. We will come to know him as the truly loving father he is. Let's not seek the blessings in absence of the one who grants the blessings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet with me right now. Let's just go ahead and make this declaration before the Lord. Repeat after me. Father in heaven, I am keenly conscious of the speed and ease with which I can be tempted to abandon my faith in your word when circumstances deviate from my initial expectations. I pray that my faith in you will remain unwavering just as the men and women of faith in Hebrews did. As I know that I can only be pleasing in your sight as Christ lives in me and through me, assist me diligently and seeking you and not the things each day. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. I trust that this message has touched your heart today. Listen, we don't claim to have all the answers, but we do know one answer, and his name is Jesus Christ. So if you don't have a personal relationship with him today, we want to invite you to do so. Or maybe you had one with him, but you've just gotten away you're desiring to come back to Christ today. I want to lead you in a simple prayer today. If you would, repeat this after me. Put your hand over your heart and say these words. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe that He died, rose from the grave, and He is alive right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. As a result of what I've confessed with my mouth and what I believe in my heart, I am right now born again and in right standing with God. In Jesus' name, praise God. We are so excited for you. We believe that today is the first day of the rest of your life. Congratulations. We are so excited that you made the decision to get connected to God. Thank you for listening today. If this message encouraged or inspired you in any way, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app 
and leave a review too. For past messages, updates, and more, please visit us at linkedupchurch.com or download the Linked Up Church app. You can also watch live services, view past messages, and see our dynamic content for children, youth, and teens on our Facebook and YouTube pages. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Linked Up Church. And if you would like to support more of what we're doing, you can give online at linkedupchurch.com or text Get Connected to 94000. Thanks again for listening. Have an amazing week, and we look forward to connecting with you.